This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. presentation of the good news with the Reverend Dodger. I turn it over now to your co-host, Agent C. Welcome back, everybody. Guys, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy couple weeks, but especially this Hell week yeah, has. has been extremely active. Yeah, we've uh, there was a tragedy just a couple days ago in New Zealand. Uh, we'll definitely be getting into some oh, of yeah. that today. Uh, but this this episode is actually... Sort of a special presentation, as I said originally, because we had not planned on this episode. We have, we kind of went off schedule. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, due to the fact that there was a documentary that was just released on HBO a few or a couple weeks ago, and that documentary was Leaving Neverland, right? Uh, about Michael Jackson and some of the accusations uh, brought forth by two uh, men who have claimed that Michael Jackson did, in fact, sexually molest them as children. So, uh, Reverend, I know this is a, a subject that you hold very dear to you. This is something that's very important to talk about, and I know you. This is the this is the equivalent of the Saved by the Bell episode where Jesse got hooked on caffeine pills. Yeah, there this you is are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <Yep>. Yes, <laughs> and I know you reached out. I was like, you know, we need to we need to put something out about this, and so we we well did not what we not to, to give not to give too many spoilers or anything, but. There's an episode that we're building up to doing at some point that's going to be a full long one that we're going to really go headfirst into the topic of Hollywood, sex abuse, pedophilia, so on. Right, right. But when the Leaving Neverland documentary came out, you know, this thing's four hours long. Yes. Not not in, even including the, the interview that they show after it. Right. And I started looking at it and going, this is really kind of its own topic. Right, right. Yeah. This is something we can definitely do as a standalone. Right. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think it's something we should do as a standalone. Um, so, you know, one thing I want to say about this documentary, and, and you know me, guys, I try to, I try to keep it what's the word I'm looking for? I always try to play devil's advocate. You know, Mm -hmm. I try to do that. I try to look at it from all different levels and everything. One thing I do want to talk about this documentary before we get too deep into the show is that there was no one from the Michael Jackson family estate or anyone associated with Michael Jackson. No, there wasn't. That was on this documentary to refute these claims. The Jackson family, from what I understand, is actually trying to sue HBO. Really? Really? Because it came... (sighs) Which tour was it? I believe it was uh, the Dangerous Tour. Dangerous. I want to say back in 92, 93. 93. That sounds um, about right. HBO yeah. was given exclusive broadcasting rights to it. I remember that. And part of that came with... Um, no defamation of character. Yeah, that there was a pretty lengthy stack of papers that the network had to sign because this was right at the time when the first uh, child molestation trial was going on. Right, right. Now, and, and one other thing I want to say about these two gentlemen, um, and, and once again, uh, Reverend, you may have to help me with the names. It was Wade Robinson. Wade Robson. Robson. Robson, I'm sorry. And the other one, uh, Safechuck was the last name, the first. James or Jimmy Safechuck. J- yeah. Jimmy Safechuck. One thing we also do need to put out there for 
for fairness is that both of these uh, men, when they were small or younger children, both said in court, if I'm not mistaken, you know, Reverend, twice, twice that they, well, one of them said it twice. One said it once that, that they were not molested. Right. They, they have been on record in court saying that they were not, <clears throat> excuse me, they were not molested. So that's a, a couple things that I think we should put out, you know, in the very beginning to say, yeah, Hey, there was a disclaimer. Absolutely. Because there was no one on Michael Jackson's behalf to say, Hey, no, this, this right. is incorrect. This is, you know, uh, but with all that being said, it was, Personally, in my opinion, it was a very, very disturbing. It was pretty man. damning. Very much so. Um, now, now, agency, you did not get a chance to see this documentary. Um, I didn't, and I think uh, you know. I'd ask you, you know, if, if you had seen it, and is there any way I can get a copy from you to see it? And obviously, I don't <clears throat> promote piracy, so of no. course I wouldn't do that. <laughs> of course not. Um, and I didn't go out of my way to see it, um, but I think part of me just wanted to stay away from it. Right, right. Um, because with these films, as, as they are, um, they can be very one-sided. Oh, and this one was. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I have a friend, a good friend, um, Billy Mitchell. Uh if you're familiar with him, he's in the arcade. The, the king uh, of Kong. Culture, yeah. Yep. Right. Um, there was a documentary that came out probably about yeah, a decade ago. Um, it put him in a very bad light. And when I didn't know Billy, you know, he was, he was an asshole. This this guy is just a pure asshole. Right, right. In this movie, in this documentary. But, but you know the man personally. Once I met Billy, that changed right. tremendously. Do you think there is a difference between documentary and propaganda? Uh, a difference? Yes. Or what I mean, what is the gray dividing line between Ooh. it? I definitely think documentaries can become propaganda, for sure. I, you know, I mean, and there may even be an argument to be made about this one. Possibly, you know, just saying, yeah, you definitely. know, to keep it, you know, across Well, because the board I read here. some of the Jackson family or the Jackson estate's defense against the documentary, and what they were saying is these were the same type of allegations that this man was subject to during his lifetime. Right. And it's very cheap and one-sided because he's not around to defend himself. Exactly. Well, that was the whole thing about the defamation of character because that doesn't hold up because um, he's dead. Right. 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 And for some reason, you, you can do it Well, you know, uh, you're deceased or, or, or someone's deceased. You can, yeah, absolutely. And it was strange to me that that, that would happen. But, you know, talking about... Um, the Jackson estate, um, with with the exclusive rights to the Dangerous Tour, and there was another one. Um, the History Tour, maybe History Tour. It was a history because um, I remember that was a big, a big. A, as soon as they ninety five, ninety six. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it sounds about right. Yeah. You know, as soon as they, uh, as soon as HBO broke their their contract, so to say. Right. You know, the Jackson State actually put up both of those concerts on YouTube for free. Oh, really? I, I really? read about that, yeah. yeah. Is that Was that kind of a fuck you yeah. to, to HBO? Absolutely. Really, really. Yeah. See, I, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Reverend, going back to what you were saying about documentaries and propaganda, yeah, man, I mean, I think that's absolutely, absolutely um, possible, you know. And I think, you, you know, these documentary makers, they already, in my opinion, probably already had their minds made up anyway 
Of course they do. Sure. Yeah. You, you know, why would they even begin the project if they well, don't? Well, it, it, a it, common it, thing that I've heard numerous times when seeing people discuss it was people were had sort of resigned to the point of, were there that many people who didn't think Michael Jackson was guilty of these crimes, but they just needed two more people? That, to that, say it? Exactly, because we've already had people come out. I mean, yeah. two decades ago, right. you know. Well, this is Dan Riggins' second movie dealing with pedophilia. What was his first one? Yeah, I'm not familiar. Um, let me check. Um, do, 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 do. Give me just a second. I'll take, yeah, sure. Take a minute on that. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Um, yeah, because like I said, I wasn't. I, I'm not familiar with the filmmaker anyway. You, you know, I'm not either. Is, yeah, I'm not really. Um, not a fan. Well, before, you know, well, before this, the uh, Leaving Neverland debuted on HBO. It was actually at the Sundance Film Festival. What a yeah, month before? Yeah, yeah, and I did hear about that. Correct. So we're going to see what this other. We're looking right now. The Pedophile Hunters. Pedophile, I've not heard of that. I've not heard of that one either. Yeah. No, that's it new came out in 2014. Yeah. 2014, yeah. What that's is that new. one about perverted justice or something? Uh, pretty much. Uh, I think it follows... Um, and this was a TV movie? Apparently? Look at the work yeah. of Stinson Hunter and his gang who poses underage girls in order to catch pedophiles. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So, yeah. So, he, this man obviously has a history... You know, dealing with pedophilia, and, and it sounds like he's definitely, you know, trying to to shed some light on these on these situations. One thing about Michael Jackson, guys. Now, obviously, I was in my twenties when all this stuff was going on. Um, you know, man, I, I was in and out of the house a lot. I didn't watch a lot of television. Never watched the news. You know, I had other things mm -hmm. going on, like you know, girls and guitars. You know, that was my biggest thing. But I do remember when this was going on. And I also remember when Michael Jackson um, was able to come on and defend himself. Let me ask you guys this. I get, or, or see if you guys have the same opinion as I do of Michael Jackson in general. The man was not normal by no. any stretch. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, know, Absolutely not. I know normal is a relative term, but I'm talking, I believe it's safe to say the man was abnormal. Jackson is somebody who people are going to look back on in history books. A century later, century from now, anyway, and independent of whether whatever you want to say about his his crimes, alleged or real, right. people are going to say that guy lived one of the most interesting lives of anyone in history. Oh, without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt, you know that's you know, guys. I think this is what it boils down to. This is my opinion. Obviously, everything on here is, is opinion, you know, or from from me, you know. Um, I think it really boils down to this question. Was Michael Jackson truly asexual, as a lot of people claimed, or was he a sexual person? I think it really boils down to that, of, of whether or not these these um, things happened. There's some really interesting shit about that. Did you catch, there was a testimony by his doctor back, uh, was it 2009 or 2010, when he turned up dead? I don't remember. Honest to God, I think it was around 2010. I think I, I'm not sure. Bro. Okay, well, I'm when the sure. court when the courts were getting a statement from his doctor over all the medication he was being prescribed, one of the things that 
uh, this this doctor said was that Jackson was chemically castrated See, as a child. I've heard that theory. I actually heard that on the Joe Rogan once again. You know, kind of giving some props to the Joe Rogan show here. That was a theory that him and one of his guests were going into. Uh, there was a term for it, castrato. Yes, sir. That's it. Yes, that was the term they would use back in medieval. Uh, Italy and all over Europe, really, where a child would be castrated to preserve their singing voice. Yes, so their voice never cracks during puberty and okay, stuff like gotcha, that. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, okay. And I think there's actually still one recording of that. Like, uh, Rogan was yeah. talking about it, and they said it's very haunting. I've never it listened is. to it. I've, I've heard I, it. Have you heard it, yeah. really? There was something about it that I just wanted to avoid, for it's, whatever reason. It's different. Yeah, I, I've heard. Now, let me ask you, Reverend, since you've heard that recording. So that would, that would take out completely... Uh, take out the whole masturbation uh, accusations because I mean if you've if you've heard like the allegations from the two uh, from the Leaving Neverland there was yes. uh, you know there was Michael would be masturbating and would teach uh, the child how how to masturbate right mm-hmm. and they would do it together so that would well presumably it would mean he could still pleasure himself but as far as sperm production I guess um, yeah. So, so he, you would still be able to get an erection. See, I don't. Well, know. And he'd, so, still be, he'd still be able to far ejaculate as, as far because there's a difference between sperm and semen. Well, I mean, right. castration. I guess we need to clarify that. Would that mean? Well, he was chemically chemically castrated. chemically castrated. Okay. Right, right. Okay, which just means that the uh, sperm production or testosterone. I'm sorry, testosterone production is basically chemically. Yeah, there's a couple interesting accounts I'd heard. One of them is that have you heard that there was an experimental acne medication back in the 70s. That sounds familiar. That's ringing a bell. Okay, well, from what I understand, it was it never made it to the market or to shelves, and it was only available to people who could afford it. Basically, child stars. Right. And you know, one of the things about acne is that chemically it comes about during the onset of puberty. Sure. And what this medication essentially did was it blocked the onset of puberty was as a side effect. Okay. And there's a lot of people who seem to think that Jackson had. Had been given this shit. Okay, I mean, my only, I guess my my question to that would be like, well, who are some of these other people? You that know, I can't say. Right, right, because I would not hold it. You know, I, I would not put it past the Jackson family. Well, who was the father? Was it Joe? Joe, Joe Jackson. Apparently, this man was a straight up piece of shit. According to pretty much everyone, you know. Yeah, that that sounds pretty safe. Yeah, and it would not surprise me at all if this man wouldn't have given his child. And, and that's one thing, guys, that I want to talk about Michael Jackson because I was one of those people who did not want to believe these allegations back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I still don't. I was a fan of his music, um, you know. And I think we have to kind of separate the fandom from, you know, having a, a reasonable mindset about it as well. But one thing, man, the Jackson Five were so popular it's so huge i don't know if people really realize how big the jackson five was and to see a man you know whose livelihood who has got a hell of a livelihood i'm speaking of the father yeah who's also the manager and given the abusive uh nature or history this man has has had and everybody's come out saying that he was very abusive I could absolutely see him feeding his child the star. Well, you know, we, we throw we throw around a lot of phrases like the cult of celebrity in America. Yes. It doesn't get higher no. than Jackson back in the day. Yeah. No, no. in fact, me and a guy at work were talking, and I can't think of anybody other than maybe Elvis 
who was as big. And even then, there's an argument to be made. I mean, because yeah. Jackson came up during the 80s, which were was hyper everything. I mean, everything was hyper us. Well, know? I was having a conversation with a friend just uh, yesterday about this, how one of the things that struck me as so odd about the documentary was learning that from 2005 to 2007, there were still Make-A-Wish kids wanting to meet yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Because these weren't kids who remember Thriller. No. They don't remember Beat It, Billie Jean, any of that stuff. All they've ever known is the weird, you know, white guy who <laughs> yeah. married Lisa Marie Presley. Right. And with these allegations. Yeah. I, I mean, that was really right. his, his legacy yeah. at that, you know, for that point when these kids Yeah, he was the guy up. who moonwalked on top of a car outside of the child molestation trial. Seriously, though, that that was his legacy at this particular time in, right. uh, in history, man. And um, I... I like I said, it it really hurt me. Not hurt, man. Hurt that that I'm being over dramatic. It concerned me back in the day mm-hmm. that this would even be going on because right. I I was really a fan, and I knew that the man was not normal in any sense of the word due to his history. I mean, man, how can you be the biggest star in the world at seven years old and and, and come up normally in any way? Right. I, I remember in his interview that he had after all these allegations first to happen and he came out to defend himself the only thing that really stuck to me was how he was talking about full-grown women would sexually make sexual advances on him at like seven years oh, yeah. old mm-hmm. you know try to uh, try to grab him i mean how does that not, i mean you heard the same thing with von erics and wrestling in professional wrestling same I mean, thing man. It, yeah. it would happen it would happen for real yeah uh, to chris von eric yeah you know and he was what you know 11, 11 12 yeah a kid yeah, yeah. So I know you said that you didn't want to believe it, right. but did you think there was any credibility the first go round? Absolutely, absolutely, and I still do. Yeah, I, I, credibility as far as as far it, as it, the allegations. Allegations? Yeah. No, I, me personally, I don't. You don't think I it, don't? You look at that case with uh, Chandler, and they did a settlement of what twelve million? Yeah, somewhere between ten and twenty. Yeah. I don't think the. I don't think the actual number's ever been disclosed. Would you settle? So, so Mike, let me ask. Would you settle? For $12 million, brother, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have children. Let me let me say that right, first right. and foremost. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard for me to say for sure because I don't have a child That's like punching life. your best friend in the mouth for $12 million. Absolutely. Oh, well, well fuck yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I mean. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. But if I, you had that child. It's different. Hey, I, you know. But $12 million. With, yeah. If if someone, whoever, whoever did this, right. whether it be, you know, Joe down the street right. or Michael on top of the hill. But, you know, I, I am not letting it go. Not that easy. I, not $12 million, not anything. I, there, I, there's that bond. Amount? Amount? No. no. There's that bond. There's that sure. bond. If you, if, if you actually care for that child, that bond... I, there yeah. is nothing that that there's no amount, no no monetary, no no um um. There there's, there's nothing. No, there's no there's, there's no price. There's, there's no, no price. There, right. There's no compensation for that. But you know, one thing I'm gonna say, agency though. But you are a good, decent human being. You right. know, some of these parents are maybe not. You know, or, or and you also have to wonder because that's one thing that I was picking up forever mm-hmm. was how these parents seem to also be manipulated, or at least that was what it appeared to be on this documentary. Yeah. What What, what do you call? I, I guess what my point to kind of counterpoint what Agency is saying is, if these parents are so into this lifestyle, to where they they have the money, they have 
they, they maybe don't have the fame per se, but they're definitely in that circle what the fame is there. You know, in other words, they they have an insight to, to to Michael Jackson's personal life. Well, there's definitely a pattern that you saw with a lot of these that in, in that uh, many of these were stage kids, yeah, who may have come from single mothers. Sure, and there was a grooming process that, by all accounts, started before they ever even met Jackson, right. just because of how big of a figure he was right. yep. in pop culture. And how would you say it? Um, the way he would groom the kids wasn't just limited to them. It seemed like it was also their mothers yes. as well. Yeah, because and correct me if I'm wrong, Reverend, but didn't both fathers uh, of the children or the men in this documentary, didn't both of them end up committing suicide? I think so. I think both of I the know fathers. one of them did. Yeah, at least one. I think it was Wade. Uh, Wade Robson. Robson's. Yeah. I think, and I, I think uh, the, the Shoe Chuck, is that the right name of mine? Sa- uh, Safe, Safe Chuck. I'm sorry, yeah. Safe Chuck. I think Safe Chuck's may have as well. Once again, I'm not sure about that, but it seems like both both fathers yeah. committed suicide. One thing that really kind of stuck out to me, Reverend, is when uh, the mother of Wade was talking about how the and I may be, once again, brother, I may be getting my, my wires crossed. But they were talking about being accepted into a talent agency. And they were like, yeah, we want them. Get them down here. It almost sounded to me like she sold her kid. To well, the, that's exactly I, you, what happens. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what child stardom is. Yeah, it's like you're selling your kid to this talent agency. And, I mean, that's the way it came across to me. And I'm like, who who would do that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it's so far out of my wellhouse, I can't even wrap my head around it. But I think me and you, uh, Rev, were talking through the week about how even the manipulation of the parents was was uh, a factor in this. Yeah, th- that's that was a really odd facet of it. The way that the parents, when when you would listen to the mothers talk, your your reaction at first was kind of one of confusion, where you're like, okay, was there some kind of um, you know, some kind of a Billie Jean-like romantic interest right. between... But, no, that wasn't it at all. It was that the mothers saw Jackson as so asexual, they saw him as one of their children. They're, they're kids. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that one mother was even like, well, he would come and get on the floor and play with my child like he yeah. was one of my sons. And, you know, I think it once again kind of boils or turns back to the fact is if the man was asexual and didn't have any sexual interest, you know, it's still... To me, guys, it's still unacceptable to be sleeping in a bed with you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, and and it was even one uh, part in that documentary where one of the parents, I think it was Safe Chuck's uh, mom, she was like, "Well, you know, we never really got anything out of it." Well, he did buy our house. Do you remember that, Reverend? She said something. I'm paraphrasing the man, obviously, but she did make an allusion or or alluded to the fact that there wasn't a lot of monetary gain. But then, in the same sense, like, well, I guess he did buy our house. Or something yeah. to that extent. Yeah, you know, I like, remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, well, damn, man. I mean, but you know, Mike, kind yeah. of going back to what you were saying about the $12 million, and you're like, there's no amount of money. Right. Let me let me devil Well, I can it. I can agree with that, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a parent myself, sure. and, you know, if if something like that came about and it was legit, there's no... There's no dollar amount. I mean, right. I think any parent who's worth a damn is going to say the same thing. I agree. But I want to devil advocate it and be like, what if you're the accused? Because if I was the accused, let's say somebody said that I did that. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm settling. I'm taking it to court. I'm keeping my innocence. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to maintain if, my innocence. I, I thought about but, this as well, you know, with with Michael. And Michael, 
obviously Michael does not defend himself. He has a group of people that defends him. Oh, yeah. And they're going to definitely say, hey, let's settle out. This is looking bad. Let's get this. But are you not going to put your child above yourself? That Like, here, here's what oh, I mean sure. by that. Yeah, yeah. If something... You know, if I was a child who J- Michael Jackson molested and they said, you know, his estate comes to court and says for $15 million, we basically shut the fuck up and go away. Right, right. right. I mean, hell, I mean, I could entertain that, but if it's my child, nah. Exactly. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and Unless it's a cash grab. And, and once again, though, guys, I kind of look at the parents themselves, you know, because even to be, even to have the ability to have your child in Michael Jackson's life tells you that you have done something <laughs> to get there. You, you know, I was what thinking, I mean? right, you're about yeah, to say that yeah. you've done something wrong. wrong. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want to say right or wrong, but then it's hey, like the Chris you know? Rock joke about all you got to do as a parent's make sure your daughter doesn't end up on the pole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. But but it seems to me to even get in that circle to where Michael Jackson has access to your child, you you had to come up a ladder some way somehow. You had to yeah. do either like through the talent agency, you know, or the contests like these parents did, you know, because I know at least Wade was through a dance competition. And, you know, right, and right. he met him backstage. And then the other one, uh, Safe Chuck, he actually got to, he first appeared in the Pepsi commercial. That's right. And yeah, then. That's right. Uh, he and Jackson hit it off so well that he took him on tour for bad. That's right. The one, well, let's look at the other ones. I mean, you, you've got. Um, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay yeah. Culkin. Alfonso yes. uh, Roberto. Oh really? I didn't know he was uh, into that or in that. Yeah, uh, scene or believe so. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, absolutely. okay. Well, I, mean, I, I wasn't. I mean, have you, you ever watched his old stuff? You know, that was he was like a little Michael Jackson. There was another. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was right, another yeah. Australian, uh, Brett Barnes, <laughs> at the same time. Right, and then uh, Jordan Chandler. They were all at the same era. Yeah. Right now, let me ask uh, you guys: How many? Back in the nineties, Reverend, how many children or, or parents of the children came out? Was it two? Was it only two people that came out? I mean, I'm not saying only as you know. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay it, but well, there were two trials. Okay. There was 1993 and 2004. Okay, okay. And the 2004 one was a boy named Gavin uh, Arvizu, Arzavu, right. however you say it. Right. But he was a Make a Wish kid. Okay. Okay. Who alleged that it had happened at, during a stay at Neverland, sort of like the first one. And I know uh, both Macaulay Culkin and also Corey Feldman have both come out and said that, you know, Michael Jackson never touched them, never molested them, but... I'm almost inclined to believe them. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, from what I've heard, especially uh, Macaulay, because I saw him on the Rogan Show one day once again, I, and he... I mean, I think at, at one time Macaulay Culkin was in a bad place. Oh yeah, oh dude, he was he was damaged and, like a lot of child actors are. Right, you know? right, and it would have been really easy for him to say Absolutely. yes, this happened. Yeah, to boost him up. Oh yeah. Or well, not could, only that, yeah. but with Corey Feldman, the thing I thought about was he and Jackson really didn't start hanging out until Feldman was. 15, 16 years old. Right, right. And which, by all appearances on the surface, seems to be way past the point of age that Jackson was interested in. Right. So when Feldman says he wasn't sexually abused, I, I believe him. I, I do too. Because I think it's totally feasible. You know, two things really. The first one being that I think it's totally feasible that Jackson's relationship with Feldman was more like uh, being 
friends. But they may have just yeah. been close friends mm-hmm. who bonded over having a shitty childhood. Right, exactly. And the other being, uh, there there needs to be a discussion point interjected in this whole whole broad topic about Jackson period that his relationship with other child stars like Feldman and Macaulay Culkin may have been totally different from the relationship yeah. he had with families he groomed. Exactly, because I think what you just said is paramount about grooming the family because in that documentary, if it is legit, if what these people are saying are true, then that was as, as big as part of Michael Jackson's manipulation than as with the kids with the family because yeah. they, like we were saying earlier, they were literally would say that he was part of the family. He was like another child right. to him, a child, a man in his 30s. Well, he didn't only groom the children and their families. He groomed all of us. True. Yes, exactly. All of us. Yes, because of who he was and his right. status. Absolutely. Once again, like I said earlier, I didn't want to believe. And I'm not even talking about just grooming in the sense of thinking he was innocent because there lots of people didn't think he was innocent. Sure. But... A lot of people were permissive about turning an eye to it. Yes, and, and I think a lot of it too is people felt sorry for him. I yeah. did, I did when I first started reading, or I'm, I shouldn't say read, but you started hearing about this stuff back in the day, especially with that interview. I go back to the interview he gave on. Do you remember that, oh, guys? Yeah, Do you, for y'all, sure. y'all remember oh, that? Sure. I mean, by the time that thing was over, he had me feeling so bad for him. Are you talking about the 2020 interview? Yes. Or yes. Barbara Walters. I don't yeah. remember who it yes. was. Yes, yeah. It was back in the right after the first trial okay. was thrown out. He came out to kind of give his side of everything. And I mean, when it was all said and done, I remember thinking, like, oh, he, there's no way he did this. But, guys, I go back to my my gut feeling, which it's just not appropriate to have children in your bed. And no. even if you're asexual, even if you are, you had this abnormal upbringing someone should have pulled him to the side and be like, you cannot do this. The thing I found really interesting in this, one of them, is that even as these two boys grew into men, got older, that there was still a a disconnect going on where they didn't believe what happened was abuse. That because of how asexual Jackson's nature was, they almost... You you got the the gist that they viewed it like it was two kids experimenting or something as little when they were young. It sounded to me like a a full blown manipulative relationship. Yeah, is what it sounded like because those or those men now men would tell you that they were in love, romantically in love with Michael Jackson because with the jealousy when Michael Jackson would drop one and start right for for lack of a better term start seeing another child. Like like when he told, I think it was Wade, that he couldn't go on tour because there were no more kids allowed, but then he took a kid with him. It, and I sort of developed a different opinion about the the reasons psychologically behind both of them. Because that's just how I watch things like this. I end up analyzing them all psychologically, I guess. Right, right. And I, I almost hate to go too far and say things that, aren't, that might, may or may not be true, but... Um, Go go ahead with your point you were well, about to say. Well, and, and you know, I, I just want to go bring up, this up. Well, you know, there was a trial not too long ago here in town where uh, a guy had been accused of sexually uh, abusing a uh, young girl. Okay. Come to find out, the little girl had made it all up because she was mad. Mm-hmm. I always that see, right, right. He would not let her use the PS4. So she 
comes Absolutely. up with this story. And that happens. Guys, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, you know. It, it does. I, I think in today's culture, especially with the Me Too movement that we just saw, you know, we, you got it's hard to navigate because, and I know we're not here to talk about the Me Too movement, you know, but just the way I look at it, the one thing that I heard, and I forget who it was, it was somebody who was, you know, right. on, on the more left side of politics, and somebody said everybody has the right to be believed. I disagree, Absolutely. but I disagree with that. Mm. I don't think everybody has the right to be believed because then what keeps you from every, lying? I think everybody well, has the right to have their allegations heard. heard. That's what I was going right. to say. I yeah. think everybody has the right to yeah. be heard, and I think everybody has the right to take it to trial. Right. And I think everybody has the right to a free yeah. trial, yeah. Or, or, or you know, to a um, well, a, a fair trial is what I'm trying to say. So, you you know, it's it's hard, man, because it's like you want to believe these men that they had this happen to them, but you you have to. Yeah, you know, you also yeah. have to keep in mind that it could be straight, but it could be bullshit. Right. Personally, I don't think it is. You know, I, a point, I, I do want to say that. I mean, a point looking, that you talked about earlier to to sort of cut in, um, the way you talked about how there were a couple points during the documentary that you had to stop it. Yeah, because I had to stop. I guess it, yeah. it, it. The part that that I remember thinking that was when they were giving the testimonies about their abuse and it just yeah. drolled on the discre- and that's, on and that's on. when I had to stop it yeah I started getting flashbacks of John Benet Ramsey yeah and how would you say there there was it was almost like do you remember back in the 90s there was this climate of um a, a unique obsession with being hyper protective of children. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And you know, we have three real taboos in our culture, three big ones. Nazism, sure. terrorism, yeah. and child sex abuse. Absolutely. Those are the three yeah, big ones. Sure. Now, those are the three things that can bury someone's life. Oh yeah. In the court of public opinion. Sure. But we sensationalize the fuck out of those. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. brother. Oh, man, yeah. we, we sensationalize every yeah. fucking thing, especially you know, that, yeah. I mean, you know, for, for a side example, there's no easier way for somebody to have their credibility completely destroyed than by saying this person's a Nazi. Oh, you're done. In 2019. You're but done. we have... Multiple channels that are twenty-four hour Hitler binges. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yes, it is. Yes. This is shit we sensationalize yes. the hell out of. And what I meant by that was when I say, I remember during the nineties, the John Benet Ramsey climate, how it seemed like for two, three years after that, every supermarket tabloid was her on the cover. Oh yes. God, man! Giving yes. testimony. Yes. Every. You know, you could turn on uh, during midday, any day of the week, Her all picture. the talk shows, yes. and whether it was Geraldo, Jenny Jones, Donahue, who the uh, fuck yeah, ever. All of them, yeah. It was not just about her and the, that trial. It was other kids coming on, and yep. they were saying, you know, uh, stay tuned after the commercial break. Uh, you know, little Megan or little uh, uh, Melissa, whoever's going to tell what happened to him To her, right. And... There's a really exploitative, sensationalized air oh, of it. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's it's very exploitative. I mean, it's you're basically prop, 
profiting off of these kids' stories. Right. Yeah, sure. It's ratings. Oh, it's go, ratings. Well, going back to that, you know, the tabloids and, and exploiting, you know, Michael Jackson saw place. that way before any of these accusations. I mean, oh, everything yeah. from, you know, like, you know, bubbles. <laughs> yeah, you got to talk about bubbles. To the elephant man bones. <laughs> yeah. To the, the, the Hell, the, be- the, the, the to, Beatles. To everything. Buying, buying the Beatles. To everything. Right. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, he's doing I totally all this stuff. I forgot about him having John Merrick's uh, he sure did. skeleton. Yeah. 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 So they're basically setting him up, you know, every week. There's something different. All Some of it true, some of it not true. Well, you know, even going into his surgeries, you know, to reconstruct his face, uh-huh. his, his skin bleaching. You, you know, even mm-hmm. that's a conspiracy theory. I mean, people say that he has a disease. I, right. I forget the name of the disease, but there's people that are like, no, he doesn't bleach his skin. Right. I'm like, absolutely, he does. Because- so are we to think... <laughs> Knowing this, this being put in our face every week, are we to think, okay, this is possible. You know, the guy's weird. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Sure. Uh, You know, wouldn't wouldn't a parent or or a family attach on to that and say, look, this guy's doing all this other stuff. Why not this? Sure, man. And I also think that it's very possible that families would lie to get the money. I I mean, of course, absolutely. Um, is it is that do you think that's part of the bigger cultural disconnect that we talked about before with regards to pedophilia how you know during the 80s and 90s all the um not propaganda but all the the shit put out about it was you know in this context of stranger danger oh yeah this guy yeah, yeah, with yeah. a camaro circling a playground yeah. and all that yeah. but that's less than you know or the point, van you yeah know, yeah <laughs> but when in reality that stuff's less than 0.1 percent of all of it that you know 99 percent of all child abuse is from a trusted family friend yeah. right. or, or family or, or family. relative yeah yeah, yeah. Do, do you think that this is something like i said part of our bigger disconnect about how we have to create like an eccentric figure to throw it all on. Almost like the quote unquote man. Yeah. That, that, ma- that, yeah. that makes face, it, that makes face, it easier to believe. Yeah. The more I, eccentric sure. a person is, the more right. willing we are to believe that they're, you know, uh, a sex pervert. Yeah. And, and capable of doing these things. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and just to add to that point, when you are Michael Jackson, who does surround himself with children, you know, whether or not that's because he feels like he's a child and he wants to be it's around really children. Walker. Absolutely, that's a great example. Or is he legitimately a pedophile? You know, right. and these are his his you know, God, I hate to say it, but his lovers, man. I even hate to say that word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. But there again, there again, you would see droves of people coming and saying, "Hey, this is not just to this decade, then twenty I years down the saying. road to this." You know what? What happens? You know, well, I, I just I don't understand. That's the part I don't understand about this whole thing, and looking at, I don't. I, 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 I see your point, man. In other words, when it more people come out, exactly. I mean, you look at like the first night East trial, right? Everybody was pretty much behind Michael at that point. Two thousand trial, everybody was, turned I their back. It being somewhat split. Somewhat it was, split. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it really split. was. Yeah. But yeah. now, by the time the second one came around, it was very different. Yeah. One-sided at that point. Yeah. That he did. Everybody he did turned OJ on Michael. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a yeah. good analogy. Yes, it is. Everybody it turned is. real yeah. quick. Yeah. Michael dies six years later. No, it's like and he never you, you did could, anything. He never, man Almost could have never it. done wrong. Yeah. yeah. Almost saying could have never done wrong. Right. Eight years later, nine years later. 
than you have. Same thing. There was a lot of star repair shit that was done after the first trial. Like, the marriage with Lisa Marie Presley yes. was the big one. Yes. Um, that, from what I understand, was put together by Scientology. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, they've always been sort of in the star repair business yeah. of yeah. taking oh, people yeah. when they're at some kind of a low point, like whether it's drugs, whether it's some kind of allegations of wrongdoing that's put them really low in the court of public opinion. Right. And doing something to normalize them, I guess, or make them look good. Right. And with it happened to, I guess, at that point in time, be a marriage of mutual convenience. Right. Where right. Lisa Marie Presley, you know, being uh, Elvis <laughs> and Priscilla's daughter, had a long history of drug, drug abuse. Uh, drug abuse. Yeah, yeah. And with Jackson just coming out of that, it was a way to make them both look normal. Do you guys want to know the first place I heard about those two getting married? Swear to God, was the Weekly World News. Yeah. Swear to God. Yeah. Because I used to work at a little gas station, me and my brother worked, and we loved the Weekly World News. I mean, we look forward to it every week, and I'll never forget, like, hey, Brian. You know, that's my brother's name. I'm like, hey, Brian, looks like Lisa Marie Presley and Michael Jackson got married. And it was on the cover. Mm -hmm. We're just laughing. It's like, yeah, that's a good one. Two weeks later, it was national news. I was like, holy shit. I was yeah. like, yeah, man. I mean, it, it was just kind of mind-blowing to me that, that a, a comedic satire paper like the Weekly World News, you know, the the, the creator of Bat Boy. Right. I actually reported on that first. But, you know, going back to what you were saying, Reverend, I, I think I, that's what I thought when I first heard it on a legitimate source. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. This is a straight-up cover. This is damage control. Yeah. I mean, well, it, 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 and it goes against the original defense that Michael Jackson was asexual. That was the first time I ever heard that term. Yeah. Plus, she looks so much like Elvis. I was like, man, come on. So, <laughs> I thought she was kind of hot, dude. I'm not really. Gonna lie. Yeah, man, she was yeah, all right. She was all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she looked too much like her dad, man. It was like, I don't know. You want to give her the jailhouse rock, brother? It'd be tough. The, It'd be tough. Really I like hot, it. Uh, hot mom type way. Yeah, like there you the, go. See, the, the way I envision Priscilla though is from the Naked Gun. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. Oh, oh no, that that was the kind mother. of in the same way. That yeah, was Kathleen the mother. No, yeah. I guess. Priscilla Presley was the mom. Priscilla was the mom. Lisa Marie was the daughter. Lisa Marie. Yeah, 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 yeah. She looked too much like her dad. Yeah, okay, yeah. we're getting. But yeah, yeah, Priscilla. Oh, well, Priscilla incredible. Was hot as hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but see, I thought Lisa Marie was all right. No, I think she looked like her dad. Exactly like her dad. It was tough. That's tough. Yeah, I, I get you the two of them confused. Well, I get, I, Priscilla, I get yeah, Priscilla Presley yeah. and Kathleen Turner confused with each other because they both kind of occupy that MILF the, territory. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Man. Well, Soccer say, mom. That, that, yeah. This is yeah, a whole yeah. different conversation because oh, I absolutely love Kathleen Turner. Yeah, yeah, even even now, still today, I'm oh, still hot as hell. Yeah, we'll those get are probably that those are probably <laughs> those are probably wrong levels there, but yeah, yeah, we'll have to get into all that in another show. Serial mom, yes, there, holy, yeah, wow. All right, <laughs> but off track. Yeah, off track. But but you know, it does go against the defense of being asexual, though. I mean, if the man got married, then that tells me right there that he does have a libido. That means he can get an erection. He can have an orgasm. Really. Well, I mean, but if, see, a lot if, of that shit was it. so obviously star repair, though, because not only that, which I don't think anybody really viewed their marriage as legit. No, no one I've ever talked to. And no. then when, I guess it was '97 when he had, when he began having children. Right. There was three. There was uh, Prince Michael. There was Paris, Paris the girl, blanket, and blanket, blanket as the youngest yeah, one. Yeah. None of those kids look like him. None. I mean, man, they're they're white. Yes, and people I mean, forget they're white. that Michael Jackson is it, not it, white. It, he's black. Yes, man, and these kids are as white as us in this room, man. They're, yeah. I don't see it. I mean, yeah. I, I just always assume they were adopted or or something. You if know? I like, I'll put it like this: 
if you got injections to make your skin black, right? And then you had a child with a white woman. Your kid's not going to be half black. No, right, right. no, it's going. Yeah, the kids. Unless be you white. have a surrogate. Uh, exactly. Donor. Exactly. Which is where once again, it, there's always been rumors it was Macaulay Culkin. Really? Yeah. Really? I've never. Or the, that, never. that at the very least, blanket is Macaulay Culkin's child. Oh, shit. Yeah. I've never heard that. I never. I could see it though. I mean, but once again, it just adds to that confusion. I mean. Right. Was if if these are not his biological children, then does that mean he cannot have children? Which goes back to is he castrated? It just a, seemed like they were know? all such sham. They, they were not sham. They were such transparent attempts to make him seem normal. Normal, normal, and that's even around the time when he hung his baby blank. I believe it was blanket, yeah. and he hung over the railing, and everybody's like, "Dude, what?" What the fuck is wrong with Michael Jackson? Which now they're saying what the fuck's wrong with Michael Jackson. Right, right. You know, people have been should have been saying that for a little. Oh, bit they earlier, did you know? for sure. I remember that whole well, thing. It's like, oh my god, this this man's of his mind. Yeah, and, and you know, guys, going back to the documentary, and, and like I said, uh, AJ, I know you didn't get to see it, but when they were showing some of the footage of him just with with kids just walking around Neverland, or they were always holding hands, which you know you could say no big deal, but. Once again, to me, it looked like, hey, they look like they're in a relationship. That's, yeah, it, I mean, that's it totally how, inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, and it just felt, and, and like I said, to hear these men talk, once again, I'll go back to, I believe it was Wade who was talking about it. He was like, yeah, I wanted to go on tour. I, I wanted to be with him. It sounded just like a woman to be talking about a man or vice versa. I'm just talking about two adults in a relationship. It sounded like that to me. Yeah. And then when he took another child on the road with him instead, he said he got extremely jealous like you would if you were dumped for someone else. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, well, I how, that's how I don't know. I just, me, I, I just see to I me that the... sounds like a kid. That sounds like a kid that well, no. you know, especially you know being from like a split family. I got you know, that. You uh, get mad at one parent uh, and the other. Uh, hey, the you point, took my sister here about them yeah. being lovers yeah. in the child's head. Like I got that just from one of them. Right. The other so that was part of what I was going back to when I when I took a pause, when I said I got a very different opinion about each of these two. And I saw that on your Facebook page. Yeah, I want to talk about that from analyzing yeah. them. Yeah. See, with the with with Wade, the opinion I, I sort of formulated of him was that, and and see that was another big part of this was for two. I, I can't call them boys, but two men who had such a high and protective opinion of Jackson, they seemed on the surface to be somewhat well-adjusted. Yeah, they, they, they were both, yeah. they appear, appeared to be both heterosexual, yeah. you know, both married, married. Yeah. have children. Yeah. And Careers, you know, they, they both seem to be working, you know, and, and not needing the money per se. Right. You know. And... See, with with Wade, I got the opinion that he had built his entire life around the fact that he was mentored by Jackson. Yeah, because this man is a, choreogra- a choreographer. Like, he even yeah. did a Britney Spears tour. So yeah, and that trashing, yeah, him, yeah, yes. that trashing him wouldn't only be tearing down his own identity, it would be... It would... Uh, T- tarnish the legacy, maybe? Or... That's not exactly what I was going for, but do you, do you what was your opinion of him? All in all, see, I sort of got, I guess that that he had built his entire 
not just self-image, but his projected image yeah. right. to everyone else uh-huh. right. around Jackson. That's, I right. guess, what yeah. I was going for. Yeah. Almost like it was the cornerstone of his existence. His right. entire yeah. identity. Yeah. It, it was based around Michael right. Jackson taking him in and mentoring him. And, and like I said, if he threw that away, he'd be throwing away 90% of himself. Self. Yeah, yeah, I, I can totally see that. Now, to me, obviously, I'm not, you know, um, educated in psychology or... Uh, not very well read in this stuff. That's and, what I'm here for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, sir. And but to me, both these guys, I swear, man, they seem sincere. They did seem legit. Um, y- yeah, I mean, but they, could they be lying? Absolutely, they could be. But now I know, Reverend, you said that you felt was it Wade that you said you felt was pretty sincere. Yeah, across the board. Uh, the other guy. Well, maybe? I think I'll put it like this. I think they were both sincere, but with Jimmy. I got, or James, I got the take that there was a bit of embellishment going on. I see. I see kind of putting it over, putting it, selling it, selling yeah. it a little hard. Yeah. And that, that's what I mean by there was two totally different opinions I got from, with Wade, I got the opinion that he was just damaged all to shit right. mentally right, right. from it. And because, you know, that, that goes back to what he was talking about, that for years he sort of viewed it the same way as two, you know, children experimenting with each right. other. Or, you know, playing doctor or something. Exactly. Show me mine, I'll show you yours type. There became a big disconnect when he had children and started having nightmares about, was it his son or his daughter? I believe it was his son. Okay. When he began having nightmares of his newborn son being molested by Jackson and having to confront the idea that, you know, wait a second, this was a 35 year old man. Right. Right, and, and I think that's something that we do need to talk about is he came out after children. You know, to kind of go back to your original point, Agency, about having kids and how it does right. change your outlook, it seems to me that when he had his son, he was like, oh, sh- shit, that could happen to him. And then that could have brought it out. Once again, guys, to me, it's just so strange to have a 35-year-old man having a seven, eight-year-old child in the bed. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just yeah. I cannot see it. I mean... Unless you are the parent, right. I can't get around it, man. And the way he manipulated the parents to, it, it was it was slow and methodical. The way it came to me, it was like it was incremental. You know, well maybe he can just stay at the house, but y'all can stay in the same room. Well now you can't. Now he wants to come in my room, but you know you can be right beside us. Yeah. Now you're on another floor, and hell, it seems like they even got moved into a different place at one point. Like the parents were in like a different building or how, whole different how do, hotel. Yeah, yeah. How, how, that's what I'm you, saying. How man. do you? How do you? I mean, it's just for me, you know. How do you? How do you let that happen? Well, I go back to you know we're not talking about <clears> an average regular guy here. We're talking about Michael Jackson. We're not even talking about parent. average families. No, that's what, I mean, that's let's what be I'm totally saying. Real here. It's like, how, yes. how, they, how do you as a parent, how do you let that allow that? And, and, and that's been the biggest um, thing that people have talked to me that I've talked to some friends at work and stuff like that. Yeah, it always goes back to that question, how can the parents do it? And I'm like, well, they were manipulated just like just like the kids were. I mean, at least according to the parents. Right. At least according to, or the mothers, I should say, the yeah. mothers in this documentary. You know, I was even feeling bad for that one. Not, 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 I, I can't remember which was which. One of them I felt legitimately bad for. The one who had her colored hair, I believe it was uh, Wade's mother. I think so. I think so, yeah. The other one, I didn't really have a lot of sympathy for her. For some reason, it just didn't sound sincere <clears throat> to me. Well, the opinion I got of James or Jimmy, like I was talking about, was that there was a little bit of embellishment and manipulation right. going on, I think, and... 
When I took a pause earlier in the show and said I don't want to dive into anything that may or may not be true or make too many allegations, one of the things you learn from studying psychology or child psychology especially is that children can have wildly different reactions to pedophilia or child abuse, but a lot of times you see a Stockholm Syndrome Uh, type thing come about, and this largely tends to be true with children who may not have hit puberty yet, but they maybe are oriented towards being homosexual. Okay, right. Say you have a boy who's oriented that way, but is essentially asexual Uh, right right then. And before he hits puberty, he gets abused. There's a Stockholm Syndrome type thing that happens where it's sort of like they come to fetishize the event in a way, which which is really not even the best way of saying it, but right. they they internalize it as thinking like that it was a loving experience, right? And that these tend to be people who will defend their abuser all the way to the grave, correct? Basically, but that was why it sort of threw me off a bit because how I said both of these that that's a reaction the way that these two men thought of Jackson in adulthood was somewhat consistent with that, right? But that was what threw me off was that they were both apparently straight right and you know have children but that's kind of what I also meant by I had a different opinion of them right that with James I kind of got a little bit of a you know closet vibe or somebody who was still coming to grips with his sexuality maybe but with Wade I got a totally different one I just got that because he was a choreographer and like his entire identity was built around Jackson. Right. That maybe that was his reason for it, but with with James, I definitely got that vibe yeah, with him. It was maybe a little over over embellished, like I say overselling, as yeah. you say in pro But that the, yeah. but that is a a general rule they say with child psychology as far as the reactions to child abuse, boys who were molested by men, there's a totally different response a lot of times between ones who end up heterosexual versus homosexual. That a lot of times, if the boy's heterosexual, they look back on their abuse with rage. Right, exactly. Almost. But with with boys who are oriented towards being homosexual, I guess there's a there's a real disconnect. There's there in other words, they're more apt to that type of Stockholm syndrome I was talking about. And let me ask you, Reverend, isn't that kind of, not not to get into a different subject or a different person here, but isn't that kind of what happened with Milo? Wasn't that his kind of thing when he came out and said yeah. that when he was younger he had a homosexual experience? Milo, I can't, what's his last name? Yianopolis. Yes, yes. Yeah. A very, uh, for anybody that's out there listening who doesn't know this man, he's very, very conservative, uh, got in a lot of trouble when he came out saying that when he had a homosexual experience, I think he was a he was underage. Like 11 or 12 Yeah, or I was going to say it was around 11 or 12, maybe 13 at the absolute And it was with a grown man, might have even yes. been a priest. Yes, yes, and, and, and actually spoke, like, positively or positively about this experience. Yeah, that, he got in all kinds of trouble. Yeah, that, that you, you, you got the impression that he had, like I'd said, even though it's not the best word to use because it's not the most accurate, but he had fetishized yes. the event. Yeah. And that he had thought of it like, like it was love. Right. That, and that that's, a, that's an internal... In psychology, that's an internal mechanism that the brain can develop to trauma to keep from cracking. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, Pat, Patty Hearst is a good example. Right. That 
in, in general, people can't. Do you know much about Stockholm syndrome in general? Not really. I mean, other other than I know you you grow uh, to have a bond, like with your like if it's a kidnapping case or something like that, you kind of bond and, and even feel secure. It's almost it's know. almost formulaic. You can see it with not only cults and kidnapping victims, but also with POWs even. Oh, really? But okay. All right. In general, the brain has self defense mechanisms to keep from cracking right that it, it's it's really resilient mm-hmm. when you come to understand it right that say you have somebody who's uh who's abducted or whatever well they can be subjected to intense trauma for long periods of time whether it's uh physical sexual or some combo right. of all of them right and then say you know after all that the the captor says hey here's some food right. or oh, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. i won't like beat you this time right. the brain is processes that as showing love love yeah, right right sympathy. right right yeah, yeah. Just, and uh, and you know one thing i want to touch on too just to kind of go with your point reverend what you were saying about you know don't, don't want to say anything that's not true or, or not factual you know guys like, we, we're just talking you know we we're not here to claim that we know all this stuff to be true. We this is opinions. Yes. Um, you know, obviously we we have facts in there as well. Obviously, but for the most part, especially with me, you know, I, I, I yeah, it's just opinions. You know, so it's like I think we said it on other shows. You can take what we say and use that as a guide to find your own research or to yeah. do your own research. Use that as your launch point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But but no one here is claiming that that Michael Jackson did molest these these uh, men. Nobody's really here saying that he didn't. I mean, to be completely honest, I think, you know, we maybe have a difference of opinion. I think, uh, agency, you know, you may have a different opinion right. than I do, you yeah. know. And that's just what we're here to do. We're here exactly. to discuss it. But, guys, I tell you all what, we're about an hour in. So I was going to say this might be a good t- uh, good time to take a break. So uh, let's hear it. Let's have a word from our sponsors. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be right back. All right. What's up, Pugs? This is Jason from the podcast with Jason and Mike, and I'm here to invite you to check out the premier video game store in the greater Charlotte area. GameSwap, located at 112 Northeast Court Square in beautiful downtown Lincoln in the great state of North Carolina. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or trade classic consoles and games like Nintendo, Atari, and Sega, or modern systems like Xbox One and PS4, GameSwap has you covered. And GameSwap is much more than just a video game store. T-shirts, comics, records, toys, collectibles, and much, much more are all here. And don't forget to like them on Facebook. And hey, while you're at it, check out the podcast with Jason and Mike with a brand new episode dropping every Sunday. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and podcast.com. Music provided by Silence is My Canvas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. And I'm proud to present the second hour of our special presentation on Leaving Netherland. Agent C, brother, what do you think so far? Um... You know, really, it's it's a lot of the same thing that, you know, for decades. We were talking earlier, just off off, off the the recording, that it's just, there is so deep, and it's gone on for for so long, that it is hard to distinguish um, fact from, you know, uh, Are you sort of talking about the how we'd gone in last time about the satanic panic, right? Type thing, yeah. Because I I yeah. kind of was gonna go there, yes, too. Yeah. yeah. How a point that 
we had sort of got to last time is, you know, there's never been a time, if we're being honest, when pedophilia didn't exist. Sure, absolutely, man. Right. You know, absolutely. it's it's always something yeah. that's been around. But sure. the thing that was unique about the 80s and 90s, you know, specifically the satanic panic and the ritual abuse scandals and all that that we had talked about on the previous show, is that from what I can tell, pedophilia, like, you know, you have a, a child who turns up dead in the woods or something, that was always understood to be the same as, like, you know, the kid was killed by a wild animal. Right. That, you know, of course, you know, the community and parents grieved and everything and they would kill the animal. Yeah. But where the 80s and 90s were unique was we had developed this climate of here's all the safeguards against it now. Don't let your kid play outside at all. Right. Don't listen to Ozzy Osbourne now. Yes, and that going to church is going to stop it. You're right. Right. Yeah. You know, don't don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, you know, that, that like it became this, right. so sensationalized right. that um, it, it's it's in some ways it feels like a throwback to that time. It's almost fear mongering in a way because it, you would have thought back in the eighties that there was a van with free candy written on it on every street corner. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean seriously, I mean <laughs> yeah. I mean really, you know, I mean. Dude, I remember even as a kid, you'd be scared. And I lived out in the country, guys. I mean, well, just like you, Agent right. I know you lived out in the country, too. But, man, when, like, the whole Adam Walsh thing was going on and things yeah. like that, man, I'd be scared to walk up to my neighbor's house. I mean, really. You know, yeah. my parents were, too. Yeah. You know, they, you know, we bought in. You're going to get grabbed. Yes. Yeah, you're going to get put in a van, you know. But, you know, Reverend, one thing going back to Michael Jackson, we talked about this a little bit yesterday uh, going back and forth with some of our messages. You uh, just recently discovered that Michael Jackson had a ride at Disneyland. Yes. Back in what? Well, this was about This 80s? was in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. I remember this right. Around the time of bad. Somewhere it, between bad and dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I remember this ride. And I hadn't thought about it in years. Even with all this stuff that's going on now with, you know, his name coming back into the public circles here. But it was, uh, well, Reverend, I'll let you talk about it because I'd forgotten about this yeah. ride. But Well, the ride was a 15, 20-minute attraction, essentially, that was filmed by Steven Spielberg, which, man, that's a whole other uh, We'll get into that. that we're going to get to We'll get into that, yeah. At, at another point. But he directed it, and it's called Captain EO. Do you yes. remember that, Mike? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Captain EO, the... There's an interesting meaning to it because uh, EO means light. Right. So the name literally means Captain of the Light, which literally translates to Lucifer. Yeah. Yeah, the light bearer, the light bringer. Yeah. yeah and yes. the ride, from what I could tell, is all about resurrecting the dead using yeah. the power of dance. Yes. Yeah. And but necromancy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean to make a pun there. No, it's, it's true. But yeah. it is necromancy. It is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's true. And there, you know, I've, I've, talk to a handful of people after I read about it because I don't remember it and all of them sort of had the same kind of consistent thing to say and this is even people who are really well knowledgeable on the occult and things of that nature but they say this had a real dark energy or aura about it I don't remember. It's hard to put a finger on. Right. And I don't remember the ride. I, obviously, I never went on the ride. Right, right. But it seems like I do remember seeing some footage from the ride as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, for the, the, the promotional, the ads and stuff like that. But I need to go back. I want to go back and rewatch some of that stuff because I completely forgot about it, Reverend. I don't you think, said something. I don't think it was around that long. I think it was around, wasn't it? Not too... 
it seems like it wasn't around much because of the allegations. But see, I know like, now. I, I know remember. a guy who said he went to Disney World or Disneyland or Disney World with his wife and kid back in 2011, I believe, and it was still there. Oh, really? Yeah. So it is still it was still operating even at that time. From I, what I understand, yeah. Wow, I didn't. No, know I was that. there in. Oh, was it in Disneyland or Disney World? I can't remember. I, I'm not sure. I think I know Disneyland, I, I think. Okay. Yeah, so it might have been the California. Okay, because yeah. I, I know I'd been to Disney World back in, what, 2005, 2006, and it was not, not there, there at all. Um, now, it, do, it does say that it was in the, in the parks. Okay, it, it returned to the parks in 2010. 2010, it, okay. It came back. So it did shut down for a while, and it came back in 2010. Uh, but you know, guys, that's one thing about Michael Jackson that you know we all had discussed, given the you know the subject here, is Michael Jackson was very marketed toward children. Yeah, always was. I mean, you know, you know, just kind of on some personal experience. If you had that Michael Jackson jacket back in the day, then you're the coolest kid in school. Right? Oh, absolutely, you, you just work. Absolutely. I mean, everything was geared toward kids. Um, you know, because he had video games. You know, obviously he had to ride down in Disneyland or at Disney World, and. Um, yeah, now with these allegations coming out and some of the behavior, I mean the behavior is not is not questioned. We know the man slept with kids, and I'm not saying sexually, but he literally would sleep with children in his bed. He would literally take young boys on tour with him. This is known behavior. This is known. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is even the estate admits to yes. that freely. Yes, this happened. You know, I, I think once again, guys, it goes back to what I was saying when we first started recording. Was the man asexual or was he sexual? You know, there's an interesting racial component to this as well. Right. Because I couldn't help but wonder, you know, if Jackson wasn't this raceless, sexless figure he'd been presented of, do you, you can't help but think the parents of these little white stage yeah, yeah, kids yeah, would have yeah. been taken more off guard with a grown man with an afro with a very white voice versus uh, 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 a blue right. skin yeah uh straightened hair uh mm-hmm. complete and total facial reconstruction yeah basically what i said he's raceless and sexless yeah, he really was he really was because he, he basically from what i can tell in my in my opinion he tried to erase his 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 blackness man yeah. i mean for lack of a better term I mean, you know, going back to the hairstyle, going back to the bleached skin, going back to the absolute reconstruct. Once again, guys, if somebody's going to do that to to themselves and try to change your appearance, your outward appearance that much, that has to raise some red flags. Right. That that there is something going on with this guy. You know, once again, I'm not saying he was a pedophile. I'm not saying that. I, do I think he was? I do. That is my mm-hmm. opinion from what I've seen. Even back in the day, I didn't want to believe it. Still don't. Do I think he was? I, I do. Uh, that that is my opinion. That is okay. my opinion. And like I said, I just say I think you we differ with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, definitely. You, right. Uh, I think he did. Like uh, we were talking about earlier, did he do inappropriate things? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Did he go that far? I don't think so. Once again, that's. Uh, I honestly don't think so because I mean you know if you're talking about. Um, Raceless, sexless, it has it has no place. I mean, it has it, no place in his mind, or you know, if that is truly the case, right? You mm-hmm. know, now, Reverend, just put let's put it on the table. What what do you think? What what's your belief? Your opinion? Oh, I think he did it. You do, you do, yeah. do, yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, go, kind of going back to what you said, agency, something that just inappropriate. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, but, right. but but you know, to devil advocate it, and even to devil advocate myself, this is not a uh, 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 God. You can't even say normal because I don't consider any pedophile to be normal. I want to throw no, a, I yeah, definitely throw not, definitely not. You know, I want to throw an interesting question on the table to the room, basically. But do you think that the Me Too movement is becoming a satanic panic? Oh. You know, you got to be really careful with that because, yeah. because, you know, sexual assaults, rapes, things of this nature, man, they do happen. They happen a lot and they do go unreported. You well, know, they, they I mean, it's the same thing we're talking about now. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, my take on it is there seems on the surface at least to be some sort of authentic movement sure. going on of uh, exposing right. Hollywood. Yeah, or, or yeah. Or Because that's really where it started was in Hollywood. Was so, me too, yeah, there seems know. to be an authentic movement going on, but part of that almost dictates by logic that the low-hanging fruit has to fall first. first right. And, you know, a lot of these people that we're seeing, like whether it was Cosby, Spacey, Weinstein, right. R. Kelly, Jackson, these really weren't secrets. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. It was kind of out there. You, yeah. You know, it was always out there. Now, there's different opinions. Like like for Bill Cosby, for instance, you know, there's people out there that say that these women knew that they were taking drugs. I've, I've literally heard and, and read people say that. Yeah. You know, that all these women kind of came together. I don't know that. You know, I don't I don't think the man would be in prison if there wasn't something to it. Let me put it like that, you know. But I have read the other argument, you know. And I mean, I think there's plenty more we're going to see in relatively short order oh, like sure. uh, the big one's Woody Allen I keep thinking Real? Uh, oh yeah man because he had allegations I mean, back in the 80s about yeah. underage I, oh, he yeah, had Robert a Polanski. yeah yeah Polanski. yeah I mean, that was the first the, one really the John first Travolta, one John Travolta I imagine too yeah May have, yes because I know he's had some controversy as well you know as far as his sexuality you know yeah. which I, I am glad one thing about us in society now I don't think anybody really cares about homosexuality anymore nobody gives a shit you know no. like Twelve or twenty years ago, John Travolta's gay. Oh my God! Now, uh, right. piece of shit. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, well, on see, on the surface, America's becoming more liberal. Right, I guess right. it is, it definitely seems like, and that's another thing you started seeing in the nineties. We keep going back to that period, but yes, that kind of got the ball rolling in this direction because I mean, let, let's think about this for a second. You saw a major motion picture come out based on Larry Flint, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. During two live crews obscenity trial, the jury actually asked the judge, "Is it okay if we laugh?" Yeah, when the lyrics are read, <laughs> right? You know, gay rights, all this stuff. There, there seems on the surface to be the ball got rolling in that direction right. towards where we're at now. But you know, in a lot of ways, politically correct culture is becoming its own form of. Puritanism. Uh, uh, yes, and it almost feels like it's about to eat itself. The, the it almost seems like the left eats itself. Yeah, you, you know. For instance, with some like of the trans stuff coming out mm-hmm. now, which I don't want to get into any of that right now. We'll get into that at some point down the line. But you know, you're having like feminists, like like hardcore, hard left leaning feminists coming out against the trans movement because they're saying that men or, or transgender women who were born biologically male are coming into their areas you know like it was in sports competitions um certain groups like college groups stuff like that it's it's a weird time guys i mean we are living in some strange at least in my opinion we're we're living in some pretty it's almost like society didn't become free in the sense of shedding its puritanism it we sort of flipped it flip-flopped man almost it's polar polar opposite yeah we have the we have the exact same dynamics for our taboos right 
but it's just in a little bit of a different direction. It's kind of flipped, like you said, man. It's yeah. kind of flip-flopped. All cultures uh, have their sacred cows. Ours is no different. Amen. Exactly. Um, but, you know, it's like kind of even going back to the whole Michael Jackson thing. You know, it's like, the and the Me Too, you know, kind of tying the Me Too moving back into the Michael Jackson thing. You know, I, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the first hour. Do you believe, do, do these men have the right to be believed? You know, I don't think they do. I think they have the right to be heard, which right. we, but I also think that the Jackson family has the right to, to, to you know, um, to confront them right. you know, and, and to, you know, push back against those claims. Once again, in my opinion, do I think Michael Jackson did it? I do. I, I just, because I, I don't think the man was asexual. That Once again, that's what it boils down to me. Do I think the man was asexual, yes or no? And I don't think he was. If he was, different situations, still inappropriate. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that I... I, I think there's too many arguments to to lean that way that he is or uh, was yeah sure sure man and and, and it's something we won't know that, no yeah absolutely that's yeah. the whole thing truly you know. know in our lifetime no. no the only people that know are the people that the, the accusers right. they know whether they're lying or not yeah. you know um but i do think it's it is good to put a spotlight on it i mean once again do i do i think they have the right to be believed no do i think I they think, have the right to be heard absolutely I, I, I and we you, i think you said it right there it's, I think there is a spotlight on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, a spotlight on these people. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. I think that's ultimately what this is. Well, what is it's a spotlight. Very possible. It is possible, man. I don't want to say it's not, you know, because yeah. like I said, even though I do believe Michael Jackson did do these things, I do. I would love for somebody to come out and say, heck no, it didn't happen. You know, we can prove it didn't happen. I would love that. That's what I would love. But that's, that's well, well, the back- possible. We, yeah. We, yeah, we'll never get yeah. that. Yeah, the backlash seems to be in full swing Yes. right now. Yeah. I saw, I don't know if you saw it earlier this week, but they announced that the Al Jean, I believe, said the Simpsons episode with Jackson's getting yanked from yeah, syndication. From a, lot syndication. Of, a, a lot Drake. of radio stations are pulling the songs. Yeah, Drake had, had pulled the song that he had with, Jackson's uh, vocals on it off right. his tour. Okay. Right, right. And like I said, I heard some stations were pulling, you know, the yeah. songs and everything. Yeah. Well, guys, I tell y'all what, you know, I do want to talk about something else before we stop recording today. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys have any final thoughts on, on leaving Neverland? I don't think we'll ever leave Neverland. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, that, I don't. That, I, I really don't. Dude, that, I, got, I don't think we'll ever, ever, anybody will ever leave Neverland. Dude, that that was the line of the day, brother. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I do hear what you I know you didn't mean to be give the epic no. statement of yeah. the day, but I, I, I agree with that. We'll never know. There will always be um, accusations, I think, yes. or, or doubt. I, I, yeah, and I think there should be. I think there should be, even though I do believe, once again, right. I, I, I do want to have that doubt because I don't know for sure. And I would love for somebody to be able to prove yeah. it that he did not do what? these things. What about you, Reverend? I, I, I'm sort of torn with how far to go into this because I know this is a subject for another time, but I couldn't shake the feeling when watching it that it came really damn close several times to exposing Spielberg. The, the, I, I've heard that conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, that Spielberg was... We'll definitely get in that later. We we do have a show planned for that down the line. Um, well, you know they say there's a reason why every child star is fucked up right. and breaks down. Right. I've, I've, yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. But I tell you guys what, we're about an hour. We're we're getting in around about an hour and a half here. 
So I do want to talk about the New Zealand shooting yeah. a little bit before. So so we'll go ahead and, and wrap up uh, ne- Neverland. Um, are, so are we leaving Neverland? Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back. We will be back, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like. You can never leave. <laughs> so more, we're checking out. We're going to check out for a little Mormon. while. That's <laughs> Mormon. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't even mean for it to be yeah. like that. But anyway, uh, so let's talk a little bit about this New Zealand shooting, guys. I don't wow. know a lot about this thing i know it's it's just a couple of days old now correct uh, when did this happen was it on thursday this happened late thursday night late thursday here. okay here okay. But yeah. of right, course right. they're like between 12 and 16 hours ahead okay so so this is only a couple because we're recording this saturday so it's only been a couple of days yeah um right off the bat reverend i've seen that you have posted some stuff that uh, I've not seen anywhere else. I've not seen it on the mainstream media. I've not seen most of my friend, other friends posting. I don't. I don't watch a lot of news. I usually get a lot of my news. I hate to say it, but I do get a lot of my news off social media, Reddit, and uh, and, and Facebook. To be completely honest with you, I really do. Um, so, Reverend, I'm gonna ask you, brother. Give me your take. This is this is your newscast right here. Are you wanting the the backstory to what happened? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, because uh, you know, like I said that this occurred Thursday night by our time period, but in New Zealand this was Friday midday, so this was you know uh, when everybody was going to the mosque. Right. Well, this guy, uh, Brenton, I can't remember what his last name is. Uh, not that it really really matters, I guess. Right. But he. Uh, Showed up wearing full ballistic gear right. with a balaclava on and had a couple assault rifles, I think an AR-15 and a couple uh, shotguns. Right, right. Well, he live-streamed the whole thing, right. and it went to LiveLeak first, and it got attached to a couple hundred different Facebook pages. Yeah, right. Because I remember seeing it, like, I was online uh, probably about 1 a.m., and I saw it pop up in the corner screen where it said, you know, such and such page is live. Right. And I click on it, and it's the minute and a half variation. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And I watched so it, you, and I said, holy shit. So you're, you're basically seeing this stuff as it's going on. Yeah, right? as like, it happened. Right. Wow, I didn't know that. I yeah. Okay. And so when you see that, the first thing that goes to your head is, okay, is this real? Like, right, yeah, right, right yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, it was only probably about five, ten minutes later when all the news, uh, you know, the breaking news started popping right. up. And I guess 30 minutes after that, there was a manifesto yeah, right. that showed up online, too. And it was about 73 pages. It wasn't a long read because it was... Most of those pages were short, you know, several oh, sentences. Right, right. But uh, I, I actually took about 30, 45 minutes and read the entire thing. So what, what's your take on everything, Reverend? Because there's already a little <coughs> bit of conspiracy There's theory. a lot. I mean, right. there's... Huge. Already. Just yeah. Just two days in. Um, basically, have you gotten a chance to look at the manifesto? I don't know if no. they yanked it offline or no. not. No, I, I, I'm really, really un, uninformed about this situation. <coughs> I, I don't even know the man's name. I, I've just not really had a chance well, he, to... Well, he cited... Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, the names are going to elude me now. Um, the kid in South Carolina. 
Oh, oh, the church the yeah. roof, roof. Right, right. right okay. Um, I, and a few other uh, Anders Breivik, the Anders European Breivik, one. Yeah, I, I did hear that it was white supremacy. Uh, yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, heard, I heard it was a lot of white supremacy uh, sayings and symbols. Yeah, on his he guns he. And stuff he like that. Uh, according to the manifesto, anyway, he subscribed pretty heavily to the white genocide theory that basically through immigration policies that whites were being displaced right. through birth rates and such and such. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had a, according to the manifesto, anyway, there was a really strong anti-immigrant okay thing going on. Right. Um, so important to note, he's from Australia. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Now, let me ask you something, Reverend. I saw something that you had posted, and I want to get a little bit more in-depth in, in this. It, okay, whatever you what you posted was claiming that he was trained. A trained military soldier? Is that, is that Something like that, yeah. And he was trained in Pakistan? Is that... Well, here, okay, here, here's the way I can frame it. I remember when I saw the clip for the first time, and they later put out a, a longer form version of it okay. that I believe was about uh, 14, 15 minutes. He, you know, live streamed this entire thing of him in the car going, coming and going. Right. And I remember when I was watching it and the first thought I had was this in an amateur. Right. He knows what he's doing here. Yeah. 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 He's trained. See, one of the things about mass shooters is that when you have people who are amateurs, which is, you know, over 99% of them, right. is, how would I say it? Um, it's it's random and it's sloppy. Sloppy? It's, I, I was yeah, going to say sloppy. It, it, yeah. It's a very sloppy thing because people's nerves get yeah. to them. Sure. Right, Most right. mass shootings never get more than five Victims, right? Because even the most hardened shit talkers end up feeling some level of empathy as well, right? And shit talking, I guess, doesn't prepare a person for the reality of killing, taking a life, or lives, right? right. So you have that factor, but also what I was just saying about how when real chaos and pandemonium comes about, it doesn't go down like people plan, right? In their head, you can make a point with one shot. Yeah, there you go. Right, and, and it's not like the movies, you know. I right, think but you yeah. can do a lot of damage. Oh yeah, to a to a degree if you're trained, if, oh, yeah. if you've got that nerve. Uh, but when this guy went in and you know was was sweeping rooms in a certain pattern, you know, I, I've I've been in the military and. Right. I recognized it straight away. Right. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, this guy's was trained. Whether it was military, whether it was, you know, black ops, whether Something. he was a spook, Something. or whether he was just trained by a terrorist group. I said he's been trained. He's right. not an amateur. Right. This is not some geek off the street. Man. Yeah. Right. So this, that was yeah. the right. very first thing. Right. I remember thinking, and then a lot of stuff sort of started trickling in, and the the long and short of it is that from 2011 until 2018 there is no record of this guy oh really at all no I hadn't heard that basically yeah that in 2011 he decided he wanted to travel and hopped around all these different countries for seven years right and was just completely off the grid uh there's there's really no record of him right at all um which you know suggests a lot of things that's a red flag right there a big red flag but then 
six months ago, he emerges in on social media in Pakistan. Okay. And he's talking really fondly of it, right. saying, you know, uh, they need to lift travel visas, that this place is wonderful, everybody needs to come right. see it. And he's staying at a five-star hotel paid for by an international Shia movement. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then nothing, nothing really happens again until this shooting. This, I think he had right. emerged about two weeks before the shooting on social media again in this town called Christchurch in yes. New Zealand. Right. And Christchurch, from what I from what I understand, only has about uh, thirty thousand right. people who live in it. It's it's not a very mm. large place. Right. And. One of the things that they are known for is that they've had a small handful, like uh, somewhere between five and ten people from their Muslim community that ended up traveling to either Syria or Yemen. I think Yemen was the big one, but ended up uh, joining Al-Qaeda. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they they were somewhat known for that, I guess, in in New Zealand. But, so, this guy emerges there, and then the mosque that was shot up suppose I know it was a Sunni mosque but allegedly it was also a Wahhabi mosque which um, one of the things that you sort of have to clear up we've talked about it before but um, what we call radical Islam right. in Amer- in America is what's called Wahhabism okay right. and it's the very it's it's a it's really the hardest line variation of Sunni Islam. I see, right. It's it's on the extreme end of the Sunni spectrum. Right. So, I mean, even though Sunni Islam is a very traditional, like, reading in the first place, right. it's more kind of comparable to how, to uh, to Baptist, uh, Baptist, I guess, uh, in the yeah, Christian right, context. Right. Like, there, there really aren't any, you know, what I'd say in air quotes, liberal Sunnis. Right, right. But they tend to be the same as Baptist, I guess. Kind of modernized, I guess. Yeah. Secular to a degree. To a, to a very light degree. Right. But Wahhabi, Wahhabism is the far end of that spectrum. Right, right. And, you know, the, I'm not going to go into a deep theological talk, but, yeah, it, it's it's the variation that's followed by Al-Qaeda and right. ISIS, and, you know, it's the state religion of the Saudi royal it, family. It's the Muslims that we fear. Here in America, right? It, yeah, it's what Fox News and all the other ones yes. call radical Islam. Right, it's right, called right, Wahhabism. Right. It was named right. after a guy who I've heard it framed in the context of you could it, it for the American mind to make sense of that he was similar to like a country preacher or a reformer uh, back in the mid 1800s. But it was a guy named Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahhab, and he was a reformer who was reacting to a lot of the things that he saw as decadent in the right, religion, right. like practices like saint worship. Um, you know, uh, people praying at graves or uh, cemeteries, right, right? And things that he saw as being, you know, very much uh, shifted away from the original vision of the religion in the peninsula in the, you, you know, the year six thirty two, right? Yeah. And he struck a deal <laughs> with the Saudi royal family, okay, and to kind of start that movement. Yeah, that he was he was sort of like their Rasputin figure, if that uh, makes sense. Okay, yes, and. Yep. So the movement has really grown and grown and grown since then to where it's, you know, uh, it, it's been really influential in a lot of circles, even though a lot of Muslims consider it sort of fringe. It's right. still, 
you know, very big in uh, in prisons and terrorist uh, groups. I got you. In right. poor neighborhoods and so on. But, uh, you know, I can't say small, in air quotes, that it's a small fringe because... Right. You know, when we're talking about a religion of two billion there people, you, go. you yeah. know, even if it's only ten percent, you're still talking about you're still talking about a fuckload, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, who not but managed, yeah. but anyway, that's yeah, what it is. Right, that right. this mosque apparently was a Wahhabi mosque right. that was shot at. So now, did, was there any connection, or is there any theories? And once again, this is all just speculation. You know, we don't. You know, we're not saying one way or the other here. But wasn't there some speculation that that he may have been a, not a, a Shia, Shia convert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And the the international uh, Shia Brotherhood, I believe it was the Ismaili group, right. that, um, I mean, he, he did stay at a five-star hotel paid for by them. Right. Which is a little uh, odd. Once again, a red flag, you know. Yeah. There was a lot of red flags in his manifesto, I noticed, too. For sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the stuff that I was talking about on... You know, when I brought this up, but he, apparently his background is he's uh, a Serbian Jew. Right. And he, for somebody who's a white nationalist, allegedly, he had a lot of really kind words to say about Jews. Right. I I did see a headline. I didn't read it. I just saw a headline that said something to that extent as well. Yeah. uh, On on that other flip, New Zealand Prime Minister, uh made it a point yesterday to talk about a lot of things are going to start happening with their gun control. Oh, the gun control. Well, isn't that what uh, they're saying that his whole intention was, was to start a, a gun control, a gun grab? Yeah, well, much? he mentioned that in his manifesto. He said that there were a number of primary objectives he had in doing it. And, you know, outside of the obvious, one of the things that he said he wanted to do was to polarize North America. Right. And to kickstart a, a civil war over the second amendment right by, by adding to the already going discussion right, right. to kind of just uh oh, yeah just kind of light the, the fuse to it i guess yeah. but well guys i know that this story obviously is, is still very new and i'm sure we're going to hear oh, yeah, a lot in the next few days yeah weeks, i hate to draw you know? i hate to draw too many conclusions right. about it but yeah what you said there there's been a lot of allegations that he was a shia convert who trained in pakistan right. and another one i'm reading now that is there's a lot that was suggesting he was Mossad. Oh, really? Yeah. So see, that's another, once again, another layer to this thing. And, and I know, I'm sure we'll cover this more as the good news continues. I'm yes. sure we'll get, you know, as we get information, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little more. Yeah. The vibe, the, the last thing I'll sort of say on it is the vibe that is really coming out. And I've seen a lot of people say it in these words is that you're getting heavy Tim McVeigh, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Paddock type vibes, right. where you know, when people say false flag, that tends to be another really loaded term sure, because it suggests sure. that the whole event's fake, yeah, or right, people right. didn't die or something, which really isn't the case. Right. That you know, by by invoking McVeigh and Paddock, both what is sort of being presented is that this guy isn't who they say he is. That there's more to the it's like an attention shift. Yeah, right. Or, or at the very least, there is definitely more to this than we're... That, than there, we're that there's some told. kind of a really weird backstory to this guy. He right. wasn't just some random geek off the street. Right. I mean, exactly. Because, I mean, if you're going to go in and you're going to clear rooms, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not just... you got to yeah. be trained for right. that, you know. Well, guys, I tell you, uh, great show. 
this has been a phenomenal show. Um, I figure we'll probably go ahead and start wrapping it up. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, Reverend, you have anything you'd like to kind of capstone this this, uh, this special presentation with? Not really. Yeah, A- agency. We, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. Yeah. I think there's probably still a lot more to cover, and we'll definitely be back on these subjects. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, we already have one show lined up, you know, talking about the uh, the pedophilia in Hollywood. Right. Um, we got that coming up in a few months. Honestly, or if not sooner. Honestly, sooner we're still, we're, we're still yeah. fresh off of this this whole documentary. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, so, is, I mean, yeah, this is brand new there, stuff. There yeah. could be a lot more stuff that can pop up. Absolutely. Well, you sure. know, a general rule that I've talked about when we were going over the Jesse Smollett thing yeah. is I don't like to go do too much beyond speculation right um i I generally try to wait at least a week sure to get it when when i go into something because i can remember how you and i were talking about with the with his case how as soon as it happened there were people online who were saying this absolutely definitely did happen yeah oh sure and there were people saying this absolutely definitely didn't happen and i mean i'll throw my own self into it i said I don't think this happened. Sure, right. I didn't either. But what I also said, though, was, I go, let's wait a week. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just like this New Zealand thing, because we haven't even begun to get all this information. And we haven't even begun to start looking deeper into this information. Like I said, let's not get too hair-trigger about this. Because with all things like this, facts begin trickling in. Absolutely. And, and, and so just misinformation. You know, right. we have we have to keep it real on both sides of that. So definitely just speculating right now, just kind of throwing out some, you know, some of our thoughts and everything with it. But, uh, right. well, guys, this was, uh, once again, I'm, I'm glad we decided to do this. Yeah. Uh, this was not planned once again. This is something that we're like, hey, you know, this documentary is out. It's, it's a hot topic. Let, let's get on it. And uh, I'm yeah. glad we did. Well, if uh, Agency, if you're good, and I'm Reverend, good. if you're good, then for Thunderpud number two. Y'all stay woke. Indeed. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. The broadcasters of your area, in voluntary cooperation with the FCC and other authorities, have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of an emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, you would have been instructed where to tune in your area for news and official information. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system.